Hello, and welcome to Cinedrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Uh, brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hello. And Elizabeth. Hi. Happy, Let's do it. Happy holidays. Yeah. Um, so today we have yet another bracket competition. Um, this time it being holiday Christmas movies, although our mark. definition of that is a little vague. Some are very much actual Christmas movies, and some are just movies that take place at Christmas, so they make us think of Christmas. Yeah, just we associate them with, right, with the holidays. With the holidays. Um, and, and just before we get into our drink, it should be known that as we narrowed down our top 32 to 16, it went from some matches being complete apathy... There are a number of different ones where we haven't all seen them. Yeah. Only one or two of us have seen them. To then ones where Matt almost like smacked Nathan and I. Oh, it was almost a most violent year up in here. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we definitely need a, a strong drink to get us through the upcoming disagreements. And Nathan, what are we drinking? That's true. Well, we are... Okay, so it's the holidays. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you do on the holidays? You try to rekindle the joys of years past. Really? (laughs) Yes. And as such, you need a nostalgic drink, one that everyone enjoys. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're starting with a straight-up gin and tonic. Of course. um, Because it's a a favorite of ours. We drink them like water. It really is. Yeah. I mean, because the point of Christmas is you try to get drunk as fast as possible. And then you can start enjoying it. To deal with family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are in that stage um, where we're we're on our third or fourth gin and tonic. <laughs> and, I don't know how many you're on. I don't on. know how you count. Um, but. but just classic, you know, cheap as hell tonic. Um, but we're actually using Bombay Sapphire Gin, which for us is like... Fancy. Very fancy. Um, a squeeze of lime. Santa was good to us. And you're golden. Yeah, Santa. Um, My father. Uh, And, um, thanks, Dad. Which is funny, because when you're a kid, that's who Santa really is, your mother and father. And then when you're an adult, Santa brings you alcohol, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, the second drink, (laughs) which is even more holiday-themed, so to speak, is going to be uh, Bailey's Irish Cream Martini. With vodka, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm sure you could probably do it with... It's best with vodka. Don't even think yeah, about it. Yeah, I think it makes yeah. it better. Um, so this is kind of um, like the trashy drink of the holidays in a way. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's... I think it's classy. It's... I mean, it's Bailey's Irish Cream, vodka, shaken... Mm-hmm. In a martini shaker with ice. I don't even make them. I mean, now they're like my specialty. complete fumbling idiot husband. Only in the only in the only in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, fumbling idiot! Merry Christmas is the one who makes Happy them. Holidays. So that tells you how easy they are to make, which is great. Yeah, because for the holidays, you just want something it's straight up, just Bailey's sweet and, vodka. and and wonderful. Yeah, and right now the Bailey's we have uh, that was at our local liquor store store is uh, a chocolate cherry Bailey's, mm, it's which is really quite good. Extra delicious. Yeah. Put a few capfuls in a, in a mug of hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's real, real good. Sit by the fire. Yeah. Rekindle sure. the nostalgia. And it's also, if you're looking to tie so. this drink into cheese um, which, why trivia, which, of course, you are. Um, All our listeners. You are. should know that when you're using Bailey's, um, it ha- I mean, it's a it has cream in it. So beware if you're using any sort of weak acid like lemon juice or something of that sort in a drink. It um, will likely coagulate the cream, just like milk mm-hmm. coagulates as the first you know process in creating cheese. As we found out, I think for our Halloween, Halloween, yeah, the uh, the acid in the cream soda and the carbonation, yeah, where we had like sure. some kind of plentiful, horrific ghost. <laughs> I forget what it was called, but it looked like a brain. Hellacious, hellacious ghost. That's how it actually was called. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, sometimes that's desirable. Other times, you might scare your relatives. So bear that in mind. Which might also be desirable. Could be. Mm -hmm. Why not? For for the record, before we get super into this, if you hear me like clear my throat or get hoarse, that would be because in, in our earlier round narrowing to the top 16, <laughs> Matt yelled so... <laughs> vehemently at me. Oh. He actually scared me and sent me into a coughing fit. So I'm still recovering. Which is what the holidays is all about. Which is really what the holidays is all about. That's true friendship. Alright, so let's let's set so, it up. Um, this would be our, our third bracket of, of the year. Mm-hmm. If you've been, been listening at all, we did our, our summer blockbuster bracket during the, mm-hmm. the World Cup uh, for the, the Halloween season. We did our horror film horror. bracket. Uh, and now we're, we're into our holiday loose definition of holiday films bracket similar to the um halloween horror film bracket we seeded these 1 through 32 just based on release date so our oldest film is meet me in st louis uh from 1944 our most recent film uh which nathan and i just watched the other week really it's on netflix instant and we would definitely recommend it it's called happy christmas it's um one of joe swanberg's Film, so it's really um, improvised. Yeah, really improvised, just loose structure. But it's got Anna Kendrick, who's great. Melanie Linsky, who is amazing from New As Zealand. Always. Yeah, she's so good. She's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Everyone good. should watch Heavenly Creatures if you haven't already yes, seen it. Yes, for sure. Um, Lena Dunham is in Happy Christmas. Um, it's not outstanding, but it's totally worth watching. So that's it's, our most recent film. Yeah. And are we going to start talking about? Well, we are because uh, those, you know, are the first matchup, one versus thirty-two. We obviously went with Mimi and St. Louis, even though Nathan hasn't seen it, uh, just because it's classic. I mean, Judy Garland singing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." It's that movie is one of my favorite movies ever. I love it. It's so uh, great. Trolley song. I had such a crush on whoever plays John Smith. I think is his name, right? The neighbor boy, John. It's definitely John. I I do not recall. It's probably not John Smith, but it's John Black, John. 42 Washington Street. No. Um, so anyhow, Mimi and St. Louis won, uh, and that will go up in our next round, versus uh, The Santa Claus, which nearly edged out uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Big boo. I'm so mad I about know. that. It was a tough but matchup. It was. You are going way too fast. Okay. No, I'm saying this is, we can talk about all four of these films now. <laughs> They're the first ones to discuss. <laughs> what would you like As to usual, say? As usual, I've been shoved out of the conversation. <laughs> I just wanted to say. Happy happy, happy Christmas. Got my vote. Um, yes, because I haven't seen Meet Me in St. Louis. But also, I think it's well worth seeking out. And I, uh, you know, it's impressive because it was almost all improv. Um Save for, you know, broad strokes, the general outline of the plot, I think, is what Mm -hmm. I read, at least. Never know what you read, whether it's true or false. But um, (laughs) This is where we take down the media. Still worth seeing. (laughs) And uh, as as Matt said, Melanie Linsky is pretty incredible. Lena Dunham is great. Anna Kendrick, I think, is better than I've ever seen her. Yeah, probably her best screen performance. Um, which if you haven't seen camp, then that's another conversation. But, um, the other thing, oh, I was just going to say, um, just because it was edifying, educational for me, is that this was, um, a film that's considered, or at least the director is considered to make mumblecore films, Mm -hmm. which is this really obnoxious term that's even more obnoxious than the movies themselves. So if you've ever wondered, like me, what mumblecore is and you've been too lazy to look it up, it's kind of um, this kind of loose, um, naturalism-focused, indie, young people-esque Sounds terrible. Thing. So really with that festive. brilliant, you know... I'm just kidding. <laughs> specific definition, you can go forth into the world with confidence. <laughs> but yeah, watch Happy Christmas. I really just meant specifically the young people thing. I don't oh, yeah. I don't know. relate to young people at all. Ever. Which is why my vote is strictly with Meet Me in St. Louis. A movie Which is it always St. Louis? It's never St. Louis? No, it's no? not St. Louis. Okay, well, right. you would know. Even I when you sure even today. Meet Me in St. Louis. Louis. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, so the Santa Claus versus the Nightmare Before Christmas. That was a tough matchup. I, it was. I'm so and mad for me, I think I just 
I definitely think A Nightmare Before Christmas is a better movie. I just, when yes. it comes to thinking about the holidays, I think of the Santa Claus and stupid, Ugh. like, Judge Reinhold, and he always wants that, like, Oscar Meyer Wiener whistle. I, I honestly don't remember. I saw the it Santa once Claus. as a child when I came out. What, what movie was it, what year was it from? 94. Yeah, so it was I was... our 17 seed versus... I was nine, and I'm pretty sure I saw that movie. It was like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was right at the age. I was at. See, but you were just a little brat because <laughs> I was at an age where it was perfect. And I also, you know, though I was a precocious child, mm. I did not understand the the claws kind of nudge, nudge, oh, sure. wink, wink. No, I didn't either. That the, it was like the word a clause play. in a yeah, was a year well, older than play, Elizabeth, but so. um, a clause in a contract or whatever. Um, but more important by far is that I've I still maintain this crush on Bernard the Elf. <laughs> um, to the point where My. I really don't even remember these. Um, no, he was that's he um, David Crumholtz. Oh, that. David Crumholtz, really? Yeah. <laughs> and to the point where even the past few years, at least three or four times, I've leaned over to Matt in the movie theater and said, is that Bernard from the Santa Claus? And it never That's is. You, you I think once it was that. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, whoever's like a light-skinned, dark-haired, Like, kind of vaguely short. Jewish looking. Yeah. Like, right. anyone that like even Oscar remotely Isaac looks like Bernard Yell. <laughs> but, Davis. yeah. So, anyhow. Um, well, I just can't support Tim Allen getting anywhere. Well... In the yeah. news list. I Touché. mean, Tim Allen is basically a caveman. <laughs> Gross. That's kind of true. But so anyhow, <laughs> let, let, so this is our first matchup. Meet me in St. Louis <laughs> versus the Santa Claus. Narrowly Meet me in St. Louis because the Santa Claus is garbage. The Santa Claus because the Santa Claus you is precious. You haven't seen Meet me in St. Louis. And I haven't seen Meet me in St. Louis. It covers everything. Yeah, but I... Uh. And that scene, if we're talking about Christmas alone, first off, she goes to the dance. I know, I know, I know. She goes to John, and then the grandpa shows up and dances with her, which is so heartwarming, and then no, she goes home, and little Margaret... I mean, I'm, I'm definitely voting Mimi and St. Louis. Okay, I, fine. I have to, but... Moving on. Okay, yes, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. I don't want to dwell on that. St. Louis, Louis, Sorry, Bernard the L. <laughs> Better luck with numbers <laughs> on CBS. <laughs> Is it still going? No. no. Okay. I never know with CBS. We're not their demographic. We're below 70. Um, okay. So our next matchup, we had Die Hard and About a Boy. Um, About a Boy won. Both are not necessarily the most Christmas or holiday themed, but if you think about it or watch them again, they definitely have the And they're both really good. Them. Yeah. And they're both good. Um, about a Boy emerged the victor there. Uh, versus Elf, which beat Gremlins, which is another one that I think that Elf won mostly because it's a little more Christmassy than than Gremlins, even though that definitely reminds me of the holidays. Right. So we got About a Boy versus Elf. Well, I actively dislike Elf, so <laughs> and I actively like About a Boy, so I vote for About a Boy. <laughs> Wow. That's fair. I think of, of the three of us, I'm the only one who actually likes Elf, and I like it a lot. I, I find it quite amusing. Um, and it's definitely the Christmas one mm-hmm. of the bunch. It's the one that you would, if it's holiday time and assuming you liked both movies, you'd be like, oh, I should watch Elf because it's right. December. But at the same time, About a Boy is like one of my just favorite rom com it's not even, it's not a even super a super romantic yeah. comedy. It's just a comedy. Dramedy. Yeah. Dramedy. I think it's so Tony good. Collette. It was the first time in a long time that I was like, oh, Nicholas Hugh Holt. Grant is actually like, can be a great actor. He's great oh, yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas Holt is so good. Who would ever think that that goofy looking kid would grow up to be a. Yeah, attractive. Super attractive. Briefly, Mr. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he would like to be referred to. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so I probably will vote about a boy, even though it's less Christmassy. Although it does end with mm. a really great Christmas. It's juxtaposed between him spending Christmas alone in the opening scene, right, right, with then the following year him having Christmas with this whole family he's formed by forming this connection with right. the boy. And he's like 
has his money because his family like wrote his dad this, wrote a like, famous classic Christmas, Christmas song. song. Yeah, so that of course makes me think of the holidays. But if Die Hard had moved on, I would have voted for that over Elf. Otherwise, I'm gonna vote for Elf, even though it doesn't matter because you both voted for About a Boy, and I actively just like Nathan dislike Elf. I don't know why. I don't know. There's something it's about not it. Funny. Yeah, like I don't find it fu- like I do find Will Ferrell funny often, yeah. but not in this movie. It's like annoying and then by the end right it is so hard and the end i just i can't and then you add in zoe deschanel it's just over the top annoying. and i like this and you're voting for it over about a boy i mean it's it's our look you had lots listen my point is i don't think you would have voted for it if if you weren't the third person to go. No, if I was the first person to go, I still would have voted for Elf. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I, about a boy does not make me think of the holidays. Listen, if we went back to the, the Halloween <laughs> bracket... Oh, God. Which we should never. It should be just wiped from our memories, Eternal Sunshine style. <laughs> you voted for I Know What You Did Last Summer over The Exorcist. And you voted for all these things because they were... They made you think of Halloween. No, you're right. Elf makes me think of the holidays more than About a Boy. Okay. But it doesn't matter because About a Boy moves on. Anyhow. Next, uh, we had White Christmas versus uh, the chronic What Coles of Narnia, the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Uh, Narnia emerged the winner only because both Nathan and I have not seen White Christmas, which is... Which is a shame because White Christmas is a classic and it's... It is. It's delightful. Classic, schmassic. Anything with Danny Kaye. I know, I know. What are some of the songs from White Christmas? Um, Not to put you on the spot. White Christmas. And then um, (laughs) Sister. Sister. I was going to say, is that from? Yeah, because my sister and I always would like to sing that song. Of course you would. Old M's. Old M's. (laughs) That Uh, old bag's M's. (laughs) That old bird. Next, uh, so that's going to go versus Home Alone, which rightfully beat uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, God. The old Arnie Schwarzenegger Tough classic. that was. Which still is kind of near and dear to my heart because it takes place in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure they filmed some of it at, like, Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It, but again, that was another movie that I remember seeing in the theater because, of course, I was... Oh, and Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman is oh. in it as, like, a creepy neighbor hitting on yeah. his wife. And Sinbad is like a crazy yes, post worker. Definitely remember Sinbad. Yeah. Um, but I, that's another movie I remember seeing as a kid and being like, mm, "I'm too old for this." <laughs> nope. Nope. No, no, no. Uh, well, I I guess I'll go first this time because last time you called me out on I would have voted differently if I wasn't mm-hmm. third. Um, well, I'm definitely going home home alone. I mean that's. I just describing the plot of that movie will make me tear up. Like the end of that movie and the the score, it's schmaltzy, sure, but oh my god, it's fucking amazing. Um, and definitely over Narnia. Do you remember there was like a, I want to say it was BBC, maybe PBS, something like that. There was like a mini series of Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Yeah, that was the best. Ever. Yeah, which was, it was amazing. BBC. Yeah, I loved it. Was that BBC, one. but it was it aired on PBS. Aired on PBS. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. And then I remember. You know, just not remembering that at all. I remember not remembering that at all. That's a good sentence. Um, this gin and tonic <laughs> is good. It is. No, I remember going to uh, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, this uh, 2005 version in theaters, and there are so many moments that just instantly brought me back to that BBC miniseries. Right. Which is so much better. So much better. Even though this one had, you know, Tilda Swinton, James McAvoy. James McAvoy is a fawn. I know you love that. Uh, but definitely Home Alone is my vote. That's Home Alone so versus Nut. <laughs> yeah, well, my vote goes for Home Alone. Um, but James McAvoy as the fawn. Mr. Tumnus. As Mr. Tumnus in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a highlight of my young pubescent life. That's all. Are you still pubescent? That's no, definitely you would have been college. in college. You would have been a... This would have been like... <laughs> Pubescence a few months can go before we as started long dating. as your dreams carry it. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh my god. Yes. Nonsense. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I again, I have to stick up. Not again. I haven't spoken about it. <laughs> We're doing oh well. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, 
I mean, I will say I have fond, fond memories of that BBC version too. Although I wonder how good it would act because I watched it so young. I wonder how good we would That's actually true. think if we watched it now. Right. But I remember loving it. I actually really like the 2005 um, oh, Lion, the Witch, it. and the Wardrobe. The sequels were really terrible. Yeah. Um, but that initial one I thought was really great. Tilda Swinton as the White Witch is perfect. Fa- fabulous. And I also, that was the first time I really. Well, I had already known a little bit who James McAvoy was because I watched Band of Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the movie that I totally fell in love with. And I remember for all the promotion for that movie, um, he was always paired with the girl who played the youngest sibling, little Georgie. Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. That's her mm-hmm. name. I think her Georgie actress Henley. name was Georgie Henley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was always paired with her and he was so cute with her that it was just like... So I Milk agree on that. Heart. However, that being said, Home Alone is a classic Christmas classic. movie, and Catherine I agree O'Hara. the end is tearworthy. Oh God! I mean, just it's the score. The score you can play it like right. somewhere, and it will just right. trigger. And it's the just waterworks. an all-around good movie. It's funny. But just Catherine O'Hara gets home, and I then know. you're like, "Oh, this is perfect." But then, oh, everyone else gets home. Yeah. I can't. He's crying right now. I'm not, but uh, the listeners know. God, it's good. Um, So that would be my vote. So yes, Home Alone handily moves on. Handily. Handily. Um, Next, we have uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation beat out um, the Ron Howard, Jim Carrey, 2000, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which yeah has some some merits. Um, That goes versus uh, Christmas Story. 1983, which beat out uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, another film arguably holiday-related. Yes. Yeah. Which is very funny. It's not enough, which is why I think... Uh, and, of course, The Christmas Story is right. a classic right, right. holiday movie. But I, if you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was directed by Shane Black, who did the latest Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. and he was really brought on because he sort of gave Robert Downey Jr. his career boost after all of his troubles with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But it also is probably the best Val Kilmer performance in easily the last decade and a half. He's really, really funny in it. He isn't saying much, but it is. But even if, okay, even if it wasn't, (laughs) even if he wasn't being judged against his other body of work, he's great in it. Or his body in general. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Christmas Vacation like versus Christmas Story. <laughs> I would say a Christmas Story. Only because Chevy Chase can sometimes be a little little much for me. My beloved sister-in-law, Shauna, who is almost certainly not listening to this. Oh. Because she's a busy, you know, teacher. She has her priorities straight. She would... Excuse me, what does that say about the people who do listen to our podcast? No, that is not to the exclusion of the wonderful <laughs> listeners we have accumulated. Um, anyway, uh, she would be upset because A Christmas Story is one of her favorites, which I totally understand, but it never worked for me. Mm. And even though National Lampoons isn't really my favorite slash Chevy Chase isn't my favorite. Um, we did rewatch A Christmas Vacation, or Christmas Vacation, last year, and mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised at how funny and how fresh it still seems, too. Um, sure. All these years later. So my vote is Christmas Vacation. That's a terrible vote. <laughs> As is my vote you guys for Christmas suck vacation. And quit. Um, I actually I didn't even see a Christmas story until I was like fourteen, so it's like totally just bypassed. That was part of the nostalgia for me. For me. I yeah. just didn't. Yeah. You know, I'm the oldest of. You know, I just have one sibling, but of like all my cousins too, and like right. just no. And it's a little too old. It's from 1983. I was born in 84. Like it just. Well, I didn't know. that also I speaks to it. my sweet spot, which is that it's actually set as a period film. It's set like in the That's 60s. True. That's true. And as we all know, I love a good period nostalgia film. You do. And briefly speaking of 60s and 70s, you'll notice that there are zero films from there. We go from like 84 or 87 or something like that, or. And then the most recent one before that is like the fifties. Yeah. Like there's no, there are no good Christmas or holiday themed films from the sixties or seventies. 
I was looking through trying to find one, and the ones that I did where it was like films that took place at Christmas, it was like a married couple discusses their marital problems on Christmas Eve. <laughs> like those right were the ones in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I just I think this is a good matchup. A Christmas Story versus Christmas Vacation are very different. Like yeah. I just love like the sarcasm and the humor of Christmas Vacation, especially growing up. It just speaks to what has formed my sense of humor. Just like you get Randy Quaid and the like trailer trash family yeah. come and then at some point Chevy Chase comes down and it's like the middle of the night and the little girl is still up and she says something about like shit and bricks and he's like, oh, you shouldn't say that word. And she's like, oh, sorry, shit and rocks. And like, I, I love that as a little kid. See, and, and that well, totally that, is still funny. To I me. didn't see that movie until I was in college. So that also was oh, probably... Oh, that's true. It would have seemed too immature if I was too right. old, but it, I, right. I got it at the right time. I think it's my favorite National Lampoon's movie, period. Like, I don't need Animal House. I mean, you're forgetting, obviously, Van Wilder. <laughs> I'll take pieces of Van Wilder, which is pretty much just <laughs> Ryan Reynolds shirtless. <laughs> the Christmas Vacation moves on over Christmas Story. Next, we have uh, the classic It's a Wonderful Life. Beat out the holiday, which is, I, I'm like getting red already. Just, just mentioning that this movie exists. I loathe and detest the holiday with every cell that has in my body that I've ever seen. Just at every sense, just, I can't, there are, there aren't words to describe how much I hate the holiday. I think which it is, is a so terrible, terrible, I terrible that film. It's not a good movie. Like it's a dumb romantic comedy that doesn't work. And it, I think is quite honestly, Cameron Diaz's worst performance in a movie oh, ever. Several people. Anyone associated. I don't know who thought Jack Black was a good idea to be <laughs> any sort of romantic. Oh, lead. I like and yet he comes off as one of the more charming ones, but it just like, anyway, um, however, I don't quite understand your, I feel like I don't know, maybe it's because it should like be right up my alley. It really should be yeah, like you're... schmaltzy Christmas rom-com, that cast. It should be maybe even Nancy Myers. Like I don't mind Nancy Myers, no. but it, none of it works at all. It is reprehensibly bad. I can't, I cannot take this movie, especially because like it did well at the box office and then like. Everyone was like, oh, this is my favorite. Like, especially just stupid girls were like, this is my favorite. Hey, leave the ladies out of it. I won't because they love the holiday on mass. It was at the age they we love were at. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what year was it? 2006? Okay, yeah. But no, it was like, it was high school girls. Okay, but to be fair, I remember. Because high school boys wouldn't be caught dead watching it because right. they're not allowed to or whatever. So that was the demographic it was going for, and that's who loved it. And I couldn't understand why so many people loved it. God, it's to bad. Because it was I remember, so bad. I remember going in high school to see like someone like you, that Ashley Judd, who sure, Jackman sure. movie, with some friends from high school. And there's a part where they like fall asleep in bed, just like gently holding hands, facing each other. And the girls are like, oh. I just want that. And I was like, ugh, I'm so okay. <laughs> it's just so fake. So I understand. Uh, yeah, that didn't... I, I just well, get I really raged. to the high tolerance of that, that American audiences have for, you know, fake, Crap. highly scripted, crappy, crappily developed Which all plot of the lines on, on screen. Because if you look at like a... Uh, stereotypically, you know, male movie, like an action flick, like so many of those are just complete shit. And the same, like the equivalent yeah. boys in That's high true. school That's would true. flip yep. over that. Would, so this was, yep. that was the kind of thing that made it even, yeah. even Cause more... Especially because, I mean, I will bend over backwards to defend the shittiest rom-com. Like that is my genre. I love rom-coms. <laughs> And this just you no. It is so the other woman to go, son of me. <laughs> I sure did. If you are dead, I recommend the other woman. Right. If but you're you dead, I do not recommend the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid it. Haunt it. Just no. Well, before we go on to so yeah, so it's a wonderful life. Clearly beat the holiday. But I will say only clearly beat because of the quality of the holiday because I detest there is a not wonderful a life. single other movie on this entire list that I would have voted 
It's a Wonderful Life. I agree. No, I agree. No, it is a classic will, for a reason. So it's a wonderful oh, life. Yeah, got off easy. It's Show a classic store. because it's in black it's a and white. Life. And people think it's good. It's because it is stupid. Talk about like Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. The only adjective for it is stupid. Talk about like fake too. And whatever. So it's a <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Beat the holiday. Now it will go up against uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, which beat Little Women. Probably just because Nathan and I haven't seen it. Little Women but, is great. I love Little Women. But Muppet Christmas Carol is pretty, pretty awesome. No, Muppet Christmas Carol is. I mean, I still go home every year for Christmas, and my sister and I watch this movie. I could quote it. And then you followed up with "It's a Wonderful Life." No. Then we probably watch Mother Treasure Island. You don't, Island just you don't even know the true Christmas. meaning of Christmas. Um, so this one is easy for me. I'll go ahead. It's a Wonderful Life is a piece of garbage <laughs> that's only revered because it's in black and white, and people have force fed and told people that it's a classic. <laughs> so true. Um, a Mother Christmas Carol is about? actually such a witty, <laughs> funny, ingenious retelling of a classic. Christmas story. Of course it's a Muppet Christmas Carol gets my vote. Alright, and I, I will concur on your points about the Muppets. I love the Muppets. They're so witty. They're so fun. And it, they they work perfectly in a Christmas I mean, Gonzo and Rizzo are the best narrators ever. Totally. Totally. Who's the lead? Who's... Michael Caine! Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. But I would definitely vote for It's a Wonderful Life because it's a classic for a reason. Because it's old? No, because it's amazing. Stupid. And Angel gets its wings. Every time a bell rings, the and Clarence. Evil, and... It's like typical post World War II crap. Yeah. Let's all feel good about <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, I think it's safe to say, Nathan, that your vote would be for. <laughs> okay, not that I'm saying the end of World War II was nothing. <laughs> I'm just am, saying people I'm were in the mood to feel good for good reason. But today, we can feel good about actual good things like A Muppet Christmas Carol, which is a moving piece of art, <sighs> as opposed to that Drivel. unmentionable... Drivel. Oh, Lord. So yes, A Muppet Christmas Carol gets I'm my vote. A Muppet Christmas Carol moves on. I will say, in defense of It's a Wonderful Life, if you find yourself anxious... <laughs> Before Christmas morning, and you're having a difficult time falling asleep, just turn on It's a Wonderful Life, and you'll find yourself snoring within oh. minutes. Shut your mouth, Selner. <laughs> it's a regular sleep aid. <laughs> All natural. Uh, and the, the hate continues as we move on. <laughs> Next, somehow, Bridget Jones's Diary, which I don't mind. Again, rom-com defender. Beat Scrooged. Scrooge. Average. No, 1988 classic. Bill Murray. No. Average. Carol Kane. It's a toaster. Compared to Muppet Christmas Carol? No. no compared to like Bridget the... Jones' Diary is, is what is, it went up against. Right, which, which Bridget Jones' Diary is really... like, I mean, listen, Mr. Oscar. Oscar-nominated lead performance by yeah, Renee yeah, Zellweger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I love. Uh, yep. Anyhow, so Bridget Jones uh, goes up against Love Actually, which beat out Muppet Family Christmas, which now, was just a hey TV now, special hey that now. Elizabeth and I allowed to be on there because Nathan insisted. Yes, because if you have not had the Look, pleasure... Look, the Muppets just moved on. The pleasure. <laughs> the, but no, a Muppet <laughs> Family Christmas is the quintessential holiday experience <laughs> Of all time, which I guess is what quintessential means. But it, I can't be redundant enough to just explain how incredible this is. The, I mean, I don't care that it was a TV special. You have all of the Muppets, all of them. You have Sesame Street characters. You have Fraggles from Fraggle Rock. And it's Christmas. And the Swedish chef is in the kitchen, and well, it was also cheating a little bit. Carol's at the it spinet. A, it was and, a it was a TV movie. But I don't. Yeah. I just no, release. All it was to me was a beautiful work of art on a VHS tape. 
That was and so much more. Nurtured me through childhood. I love that you have described thus far two things as works of art, and they have both involved Muppets. And I really <laughs> wow. do appreciate that. Uh, I mean, I, I have not seen it. I'm sure we have plans to watch it. I'm sure I will it, love it. I will say, in defense, even if I had seen it, I don't think it could be Love Actually because Love Actually yeah. is one of my favorite holiday movies. I still can't believe it's. 10 years old now, 11 years old now, yeah. which is Crazy. insane. Um, so, I mean, I can go ahead as much I mean, as like I love Bridget Jones. Well, it's basically rom-com versus rom-com. It's Bridget Jones versus And like very actually. close in. Yeah, 2001 versus 2003. Yeah. And British. And, and Hugh Grant. Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. Well, Hugh Grant and Colin Firth, mm-hmm. right? Um, for me, it has to be love, actually. I mean, I still rewatch it every year. That's like my Thanksgiving morning movie I just put on and watch. It was when I first fell in love with Bill Nye. Oh, for sure. He's great. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I mean, the whole cast is good. There are definitely some storylines that Brody Sangster is... I mean, that's actually, to me, one of the most moving is the story between the little boy and um, Liam Neeson, which is before Liam Neeson had his whole second career as... As Taken. (laughs) Taken. Man. Right. Emma Thompson breaks your heart. No, the whole I, Colin Firth storyline doesn't actually work for me. Because oh, there are a few skeptic. that don't actually work. But it's it, it still overall works. And it's because they're British and charming, so even right. when they don't work... Like, if you actually think about the Kira Knightley and Andrew Lincoln and She Would Tell Edgy a Fourth storyline, it's so fucking creepy. He's so creepy. But because he's handsome and British, you're like, oh, it's sweet that you're essentially stopping her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's good, though. He's trying to be... Good. Again, it's only saved by his performance yeah. and the charisma and yeah. the Britishness of it all. The Britishness of it all, yes. So since it's British Christmas versus British Christmas, I would vote for Love Actually. Nathan. Yeah, no, I do I do very much enjoy Love Actually, and narrowly I would vote for it over Bridget Jones. Yeah, I would definitely love actually over Bridget Jones. And, and I that's do like a good Bridget. double feature. Actually. That is good. Yeah. yeah. I could see those in a two pack and a five dollar <laughs> bin at like Walmart. How dare you? Those are with gold. <laughs> well to, to us they are, yeah. <laughs> love actually moves on. Next we have um uh, and a bit of a surprise probably for our readers, The Family Stone from two thousand five beat the original Miracle on thirty fourth Street. I Much to Nathan's chagrin. Protest. I protest. <laughs> Look. I, I mean, mm-mm. I can do schmaltz, and especially when it's Miracle on 34th Street. See, and this See, is... Miracle on 34th Street and It's a Wonderful Life are very similar to right. me. And I love It's a Wonderful Life. And I like Miracle on 34th Street. This is what's so interesting to me, Nathan, because I find Miracle on 34th Street really no more tolerable than It's a Wonderful Life. Those two can both... <laughs> Go jump Suck off it. a bridge with no guardian angel to save it. But I think maybe it's because I view A Miracle on 34th Street as a comedy in the same way that like Scream is a comedy. Where I'm like, I'm watching it at such a distance that I'm not like you taking it in fully sentimentally. Like it's, it's more just like an odd relic of the past that's very entertaining do you take it in as like in terms of it being comedy like he's not actually santa claus and it's just i don't think it matters i mean no of course he's not santa claus but he is (laughs) yeah but you you have to look past i mean i'm just i'm just asking no 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 i know what you're saying i do and i i totally get the contradiction of hating it's a wonderful life and liking the Miracle on 34th Street. But I won't when apologize for it. was the last time it. either of you saw It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, I've seen a one, It's a Wonderful Life more recently than Miracle on 34th Street. Because I was forced Same to watch for it like, in, with my family. And also like in college, I had to watch it in a film criticism class. So I've seen it recently enough to know that I hate it. Fine. Miracle on 34th Street. Again, I, those would be a good double pack. Um, <laughs> in case you're allergic to Lanesta. Because either one will just knock me out. I just, I no. guess I like the... I would love to go to the doctor and be like, oh, you've tried this and this? 
<laughs> well, actually, pulls up the bottom drawer, and there's like a still shrink-wrapped double pack DVD from a dollar bin at Walmart, or like a Dwayne Reed. <laughs> it's Miracle on 34th Street, and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. life. I'm telling you, though. Pop this in. I, I don't know why do you I have good. so much sleep problems. I don't know why I just don't put one of those awful movies on every night. Probably because you don't want to spend the money to support <laughs> like them. All those dead people made those <laughs> <Right>. movies. <laughs> Uh, I love the Family Stone, though. I recognize no, I the too. issues with the film, and I have several, but that's one that I've now seen probably 12 times. I watch it every single year. Yeah, I really like it. On, like, Christmas Eve or Stone. Christmas. It makes me cry every time. I love Diane Keaton, and I told, I vividly remember, like, 2005, she had, for, like, a hot second, she had all the supporting actress buzz before... Like, everyone had seen it. Like, some of the critics had seen it, and they are like, oh, of course, she's a shoe-in for right. supporting actress nomination. And then it just didn't come to fruition, and I still don't get why. Like, the film did well, and I, part of, partly it was because... She's amazing, and it's you're so sympathetic. It's, I, I love this movie, and I love... I mean, this is, like, my favorite type of movie. Like, you get a bunch of famous actors together, and it's just an ensemble family dramedy. Right. Rachel McAdams. I have major issues with Sarah Jessica Parker and Claire Danes' characters. Yes. But Nathan is like convulsing with laughter and just disgust. general disgust. You like it too. We watched no, it. No, I like the movie. I just yeah. Well, I'm pretty soon not gonna like it because we watch it every year. <laughs> and the same boat. But oh, and Craig T. Nelson and Luke Wilson. No, I think it's a great. I mean, again, Paul Schneider. Sarah Jessica Parker is the only one that I would really. Oh yeah, but she's it, playing a total actually, character. And of course, all... she's the only one that was Golden Globe nominated for it. Which like, is just because that was like high Sex in the City. And... Yeah. Also, she's great. And it was mostly just because she was still with Sex in the City or just coming off it. Coming off of it, yeah. Um, so Golden Glow was still, like, up her ass about it. Um, but it's a great cast. And I, I that's another one that's, like, I think, like, you, is totally one of my, like, soft spots, which is totally. for a family dramedy. The same reason I think we probably liked August Osage County more than we probably right. should have. Not to compare it to Family Stone. No, not but at all. Yes. I just mean, like... It's right up our alley. A lot of people hated that movie last year, and I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. It was fine. It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the stage I, I, I can see its faults, totally. Totally. But I still totally enjoy it. And I feel the same way about The Family Stone, but The Family Stone feels obviously more like a holiday movie. Right, for sure. It's and a great I, holiday movie. It earns its tears. I cry. I mean, Dermot Mulroney. And yeah, I mean, each character has like their, their yeah. scene that makes me cry, and it's... Yeah. Uh, I love crying at Christmas. And I love I love the deaf brother yes. storyline and I yep. like that they actually used a deaf actor. And, yep. Um Yeah, I like that movie. For sure. So that Family Stone does <laughs> a, a lot a lot of talking. Family Stone beats uh, Miracle on thirty fourth Street and now it goes against Batman Returns. Uh, which beat out while you were sleeping. I can't believe it. This yeah, one is yeah. the one that made me the most mad. First off, while you were sleeping actually takes place. Like, it's about being at Christmas and her being alone for the holidays until she gets adopted by this family. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It's the mom from Mary Poppins is the crazy old grandmother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Bill Pullman at his Bill Pullmanist height. That, that is the height of Bill Pullmanist. Sandra Bullock is, is so is. charming and also funny. Like, she yeah. manages to be this, like, mousy girl, but still super funny, and you buy her and want her to be your friend. She never is cloying or annoying. Peter Gallagher is annoying, but he's in a coma for most of the movie, so <laughs> it's it fine. The whole family is great. That would have been my vote, even as much as I love Batman Returns. It just doesn't feel as much like a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, neither really did to me, but I, I still just associate, like, snow and winter with... Batman Returns, and I right. think it's the better movie. But it's Family Stone versus Batman Returns. I'm clearly, I think we we know I'm I'm siding with Family Stone. Family Stone. Yeah, and I do. I really do like the Family Stone. <laughs> I don't want to watch it every year, and I will not continue to. I'm sorry. Maybe we can um, put it on in the background as we do other things. Sure. And I'll wear headphones. But um, shout out to my mother, Elizabeth, who um, taped Batman Returns from TV onto VHS tapes that she thought were like full length, but they were those stupid like 20 minute 
length ones oh, they yeah. used to sell, oh. probably on sale at Target or something. And um, she wrote The Return of Batman, part one, and there was a part two, part three, part four, part five, because they were so short tapes. So for my the first, you know, 12 years of my life, I thought it was called The Return, Return of, of Batman. Batman. <laughs> Might um, as well have been. Yes. Also, just so, to say... There is no, and there will never be another Catwoman as amazing as, as Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my God, no! She is everything in that movie. Everything. She is the reason I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, she makes it. That's probably why I voted for it over when Michelle uh, Pfeiffer while, for while everything. You we were sleeping. Also, the only thing, or the thing I've liked Danny DeVito in most, I guess. Wait, is that Danny DeVito? It is. Yes. Yeah. You're correct. Um. So I'm voting for that just symbolically, but yeah, Family Stone's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, our last matchup to lead us into the Elite Eight, we had uh, When Harry Met Sally uh, beat out The Family Man. Ugh. Which uh, was like shit versus vomit. <laughs> wow. Either way, it's going to burn. I, I, this is, oh, God. I, this is another time when I got like violently angry before we began. Like how, how can you be so reluctant to vote for? Even though I get it that this is like our holiday bracket. When Harry Met Sally is above and beyond. It's when Harry Met fucking Sally. Terrible Anyhow, movie. No, shut your mouth. <laughs> so when Harry Met Sally. This is when Matt gave me a coffee fit. Basically. I was so confused. It's the Family Man with Nicolas Cage, oh Taylor Leone. Well, it's no, like an, it's a Wonderful Life knockoff. I, mean, I agree that that movie's terrible. Like I said, that's probably the shit in that equation. And I chose vomit, <laughs> chose which vomit. is Good Billy for you. Crystal as the world's worst romantic comedy lead. <sighs> Whatever. So that moved on, uh, and that will go up against uh, Lethal Weapon, which beat out Bad Santa. Lethal Weapon, because Lethal Weapon is an entertaining movie. Both well, besides are... the fact that I haven't seen Lethal Weapon, there's no way I would vote against When Harry Met Sally, which I, th- I would vote higher or think more highly of it if we were doing like a rom-com bracket. But I do still think of it as holidays, like, you know, definitely New Year's Eve I associate with When Harry Met Sally. I think it is two people with zero charisma. and a, What are you talking about? The most unattractive, unromantic, uninteresting. Again, the fact that he gets to be a romantic lead just really... Gets my drillers. <laughs> your well, I vote when Harry met Sally. You vote Great the Weapon. Oh my goodness, you've gotten. I mean, this is the real I mean, bottom of the barrel here. Lethal Weapon at least has that great scene where there's a that. fight and someone drives their car through the middle of um, poor. A parade? No, no, no. Oh, that'd be um, cool. Into what's his face? Not Mel Gibson. Danny Glover into De- Danny Glover's living room and knocks over the Christmas tree and they like leave a mean note in the Christmas tree. There's a lot of Christmassy things. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, well, it opens with a Christmas song as a girl who's all drugged up on coke throws herself off the balcony. How festive! <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> I got my fill. I would rather watch Suicide to Christmas songs than <laughs> Billy Crystal as a romantic lead. And Carrie Fisher is the BFF. I don't care. Like, oh, come on. I don't care. Nathan. Are you done? We, 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 are, we, are, we are awaiting your verdict. Yes. Oh, okay, because I tried talking three times. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I got my fill of action movies growing up with two older brothers. And I'm done pretending that I like them. So <laughs> Let it be known. Uh, no, I mean, of course, there are some that I like. But no, I uh, I have to vote for When Harry Met Sally, even though it's one of the worst movies oh. on this entire list, but I just... Okay, you don't even remember that you've watched this movie. Exactly. amazing. No, we're going to watch it again, and you're going to be like, okay, I take it back. And then everyone's going to talk about the freaking orgasm scene because they've never seen a woman on screen... Until then, or since, express her sexuality like that, and for some godforsaken reason, it's like this monumental piece of crap. And it's not even, like, real, and it's funny, because it's Meg Ryan of her Meg Ryan-ness. What's wrong with Meg Ryan? 
But cats, I will say, cats delicatessen where it yeah. takes place is worth going. The real one, is it worth going sure to. is. I was shocked at how good it was. So really good. don't watch the movie. Just go to the delicatessen and you're yeah straight away. But alas, I've been overruled and vomit moves on <laughs> to the elite eight. And we're real Grinches for this. <laughs> Bah humbug is basically the synopsis for that. So now that we've determined our Elite Eight, let us see who moves on to our final four. Our first matchup, we have uh, Meet Me in St. Louis and Tilda scratching the couch. Uh, Meet Me in St. Louis versus About a Boy. Both movies I love a lot, but I have to do Meet Me in St. Louis just because it's more Christmas. Agreed. And that gets my vote as well. Sorry, Hubs. Okay. You yeah, got it. Doesn't see. really matter because I haven't seen it. So well, you should. We'll we'll watch it, and he will agree. Uh, that was easy. Next up, we have uh, Home Alone versus National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh boy, I say Home Alone. For I sure. will as well. That is again an easy matchup for me, though. I I again, as we've already discussed, I do love Christmas Vacation, but. Home Alone is is everything. Uh, so we've got Mimi and St. Louis at Home Alone. Moving on to our final four. Then we have uh, Muppet Christmas Carol versus Love Actually. Which breaks my heart. That is a tough matchup. It breaks Actually. my heart. Those movies are both so great. They're both so Christmas. Very. They're both classics in my family that I watch every time I go home. Um, I mean... I guess just on the merit of there's some things in love actually that don't quite work and it works as a romantic comedy that you might watch at other times. And my sister and I have been watching A Christmas Carol since we were kids. The nostalgia will kick in and I'll vote for a Muppet Christmas Carol. But that one's really hard because honestly that would pro those would probably be my like top two Christmas movies. I... I'm going next. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm voting for Love Actually. Oh. Fair enough. And it's because um, it's totally a selfish vote in the I'm sense. So well, yeah, but I mean, in the sense <laughs> that I resent I'm Up at Christmas Carol to some degree just because everyone knows it and loves it, whereas. A Muppet Family Christmas is like the forgotten <laughs> stepchild. But that's because and it was made far, for TV. And the far superior. It's far superior. Um, I can't imagine that. Does it have Michael Caine? <laughs> no. No. Boom. So but it has that guy. Case. It has that guy from Tiger Rock mic. who just died recently. I don't know his name. Um, oh. But uh, oh well, <laughs> if it has that no-name guy who just died, I can totally see. Plus, the other thing is. Um, I'm up at Christmas Carol, obviously based on some source material <laughs> that, to some degree, again takes away from the freshness, the, yeah. the ingenuity of it. So, which you know, the Muppets do that very well. They do riffs on everything. That's what they do. Totally but, love it. Actually, I agree, and I, I. I'm also voting love, actually. And I feel like some of the parts that don't work and the schmaltiness and the just broadness of it, I think will only help it achieve sort of a timeless, like, I feel like 50 years from now, this will still be oh, yeah. similar to It's a Wonderful Life. Like, there will definitely well, be the no, people no. similar that, like, there will be people that are definite detractors that are like, no, sure. this movie is crap. Sure. And you can see the flaws in it, but it's and it and it will also be like, oh, it wasn't as appreciated in its time. Like, it's a wonderful life was at, a, at the time wasn't like a huge, huge hit or anything. Right. Um, I mean, I I'm think not, Love Actually yeah. is in the same same boat, and I, I'm not going to say that they're of same quality, but I'm also voting for Love Actually. I mean, I couldn't even argue. I'm certainly not upset because again, I love both of those movies so so much. I just chose in the moment to vote with nostalgia. Out of loyalty to my sister, but I adore Love Actually, so. Boom. Love Actually it is. Next we have uh, The Family Stone versus When Harry Met Sally. Well, it's a good movie versus a bad movie, so it's a Family Stone that way for me. 
it's a bad movie versus a bad movie, so I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, are you voting for the Family Stone, Matt? 100%. Yeah, so I, I will not vote. Abstain. I abstain. Wow. Ooh, first time in a drunk history. <laughs> <laughs> Our long and established history. And I, I think When Harry Met Sally is a better movie. Obviously, my co-hosts don't. don't. But Family Stone is the more holiday friendly film. So our final four, we have Mimi in St. Louis, which is our number one seed from 44. Home Alone, which was our... Is it? Uh, our number 13 seed from 1990, Love Actually, which was our number 26 seed from 2003, and The Family Stone, which was our number 30 seed from 2005. Mm -hmm. Not that the seeding matters too much, just provided some interesting matchups. So moving on to our finals, what do we got? Maybe in St. Louis versus Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. I do love Meet Me and St. Louis a lot, but Meet Me and St. Louis also isn't just Christmas. It has a great Halloween sequence. Like, it takes place over the course of a year. Yeah. And, and also, like, what little boy watching Home Alone wasn't completely entranced totally by enamored. whatever I mean, he I put know. on his cheeks? Like, for years, I was like, what? What is he screaming about? <laughs> I can't wait till I'm older and I know what know what the joke is I, yeah i mean not that i, I couldn't have figured it out but well with that well, mustache but, but like, girls, <laughs> think, <laughs> girls don't think girls, <laughs> just, dare oh, you. girls just feel they love the holiday <laughs> how dare you uh, yeah so home alone moves on to our finals what will it be pitted against love actually or the family stone love actually yeah, love actually. Love actually. Love actually. Though I know that was Charming British time. people. Charming British people. <laughs> I don't know why I said it in an old, like, <laughs> New York lady accent. <laughs> charming it be, British people. It would be even better if it were older British <laughs> That's people. True. That's well, when we do Rekindling love, love in their <laughs> second lives. <laughs> When we do still love, actually, <laughs> it'll be yes. with Judy Dench. <laughs> Helen Mirren. And Helen Mirren. Bill Nye will also Basically be Basically just the cast of Best Exotic Marigold. For sure. Yes. Penelope Wilton, Maggie yeah. Smith, they're all there. Let's add in Imelda Staunton. Of course, mm -hmm. of course. Winner. <laughs> all right, our number one holiday movie. Is it Home Alone or Love Actually? Oh, I'm going to say Home Alone. It's got the nostalgia working for it. I, yeah, it's a classic. It was the number one grossing film of its year. It's, it's a classic. Love actually is not there yet, and I think Home Alone's better. Well, all right, Nathan. I mean, I'm really just like. Yeah, no, I, I have to go with Home Alone. It's a pretty easy decision. Um, pretty much for all the reasons Matt just said. It's iconic. Well, you know, I'm obviously it doesn't matter. My vote, Home Alone, is the winner. It's hard for me because obviously, you know, my ovaries are wanting me to vote for the romantic comedy. <laughs> right. And Naturally. Home Alone is really hard because I can't really relate because it's a little boy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Um, not kidding. Actually, I'm just glad. If anything, I abstain from that one because I love them both. And so I let you guys make the decision on that one. But I'm pretty good. happy. That's a solid top two. That is. I will agree. Yeah. Which is okay. much better than our disaster of a horror film bracket, <laughs> in my eyes. Disagree. Which we had some contentious. We had some contentious ones in here, but we pretty much cleared them out. There were the way the way it was seated, worked out. Yeah. The only the really part. until the end tough matchup was uh, Christmas. Our Muppet Christmas Carol versus Love Actually. I think. That was the first one that was didn't have a clear winner to me. Yeah, that could have gone either way. Yeah. Mm -mm. There you have it. Home Alone it is. Cinemunch or Cinedrunks. <laughs> number one holiday themed film. Tilda's really excited about it. She She's is doing a celebratory all over. cat dance. They should remake Home Alone with Tilda Swinton. That's, that's yes. Be an art filmed and all art films. Yes. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy your Bailey's martinis yes. and your, your holiday viewing. 
and hope you make it through your holidays with a little bit more peace than we made it through this <laughs> podcast. Hopefully and, it's a little bit more easy going. And remember, A Muppet Family Christmas is on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Check it out. Uh, season's greetings. The end.